Welcome to another episode of the Elevated Barbers Podcast. Today, we are going to give you some insights into how to be authentically yourself as well as being professional. Stay tuned. Let's get this started. One, two, My name is Bradford Kelly. I am the owner of Another Level of Barbering, and I'm also the proud co-host of the one, the only Elevated Barbers podcast, and I'm here with... This is Delmore, aka The Prince, owner of Royal Lux Grooming and the co-host of the one and only Elevated Barbers podcast. So we got somebody extremely special uh, coming to the stage in just a second. Uh, I want to introduce her because she um, she can't defend herself right now. So when I met her at the NorCal Barber Expo, I'm going to bring her on. I'm going to bring her on. I need You got to see her reaction when I bring this story up. All right. <laughs> so, so bring her to the stage, man. Bring her to the stage. <laughs> Carmina, what's going on, Carmina? How you doing? I'm chilling. <laughs> so I want to tell the story of. Do you remember when we first met? No. Is it bad? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> It, it's not bad. I won't say it's bad, but it's very interesting. You're um, on the spot right now. No, so, you know, the NorCal Barber Expo is when I've never had this, and I felt like I'm so old, but people noticed who I was, and I was like, I didn't even know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why you did me like that. No, oh. like, <laughs> nah, so it was funny because you, you remember when you was going to get lunch, right? You was by the taco truck. Yes. When I was yeah. sweating. Hot. I don't, it was it was bacon that day. It was oh. bacon that day. I actually wore this jacket. I remember. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I was like, why yeah. are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how I felt. I was like, so, I, you know, I was this is me. My oh first my barber gosh. expo that I was trying to kind of get out there and, you know, oh be myself or whatever. And so I had me and my videographer, Delmar, and I'm I'm, I'm sitting there <laughs> trying to, you know, get some rations. It's a little, it's a, we've been talking for a while and it's midday, it's hot. And we, <laughs> we're, we're sitting here and I think we, I was about to get a burrito or something. I think you may have ordered a burrito yep. or something. And so she was in the shade, right? She was in the shade of where right. this taco truck was. And so we just ordered what we ordered. And so we went by her in the shade but i didn't want it to feel weird right i didn't want it to feel awkward like who are these two right. guys coming trying to hide by by the shade with me right so i like said hi i was like hi how are you doing you know and she's like she was on her phone <laughs> she said you know why i was hi. so i hate sweating and like I, my we right i like try not to move so i like don't sweat my hair out it was i was like dripping sweat and like the back of my neck was all wet and it was already hot inside there so i was trying so hard to like have a good personality and i was just like <laughs> <laughs> no, you were extremely cordial. I'll Thank say it you. like that. You were cordial. <laughs> I was just trying to get back inside. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it was so hot that day, Delmar. It was it was ridiculous. Wow. But that expo was the foundation of uh was our initiation. I won't say it was the foundation of our relationship, but it was definitely the initiation. And I remember seeing you again online. And the next time that um, I saw you online, it, you were sharing a pretty, in my <laughs> opinion, was a pretty vulnerable story. Uh -huh. And you were kind of speaking about how you were starting a new chapter in life. Yeah. And I commented on it and your response 
was <laughs> shocking to me because I didn't think that you like wanted to know anything about me or anything. Like I didn't know who you were. And so when I commented and you actually responded and you were like, I really appreciate that. Thank you. You know, I was like, oh, wow. Like she's, she's cool. Like, you know what I mean? So that was like a softening moment. And then when we got to the Vegas expo, that's when me and you connected. And, and I was fresh. just like, now we're cool people. Huh? <laughs> I will tell you, I do appreciate when people comment because people don't have to comment. And so many people just look and are like, Rah, like talk smack. Right. <laughs> but, um, so nausea, I don't know if you know who she is. She was on Kim Kimball's reality show a long time ago. She's a nail tech, but okay. now she's an educator. Um, and she talks about gaining traction on social media and stuff. And mm -hmm. she says when she meets somebody on social, she adds them, she'll like five of their pictures and then she'll comment on their, um, their page, right. Or one of their posts. So that just really stuck in my mind about connecting with people. And even when, um, cause I've always been in the industry, but sometimes I've been in really heavy, like I am right now. And sometimes I've been a little further back. Mm -hmm. I always pay attention. Um, I would still always comment on people. I would see who was hot. Like I need to know them like June, the barber. I just felt like I needed to meet yeah. him. Yeah. So so that's one of the people that I was watching and I met out NorCal too, but um, just that engagement is so important. So, yeah. Yeah. And you, you did outstanding, yeah. but the thing about it is you're authentic. That was the thing that I appreciated you about you was that you are authentic yeah. and Delmar, he kind of understands this um, because he's the same way where you don't, you're not like, we all have to wear a mask to a yeah. certain degree, right. Mm -hmm. To a certain degree, but there's a strength about being, able to know who you are and be able to be who you are so yeah. that you can honestly be accepted for what you are, what you bring and what you value. Um, so Delmar, maybe you could uh, speak a little bit to it because you're in that same like real space. Like you don't really front too much for nobody. <laughs> so, no. so what is that like, man? What do you talk, talk to me about it? I mean, that's just, I think that's my personality and how I grew up. Like I've always been a black or white person. So it's kind of like what you see is what you get. I don't put on the front or facade for anybody. But at the same time, I've also learned how to, you know, deal with things in life, but not bring it to work. Yes. You know, kind of, you know, wash your face type of thing. Like, you know, I believe in washing my face. It's, and it's not that you're being fake to the things that you're going through. It's just that I don't want to dampen somebody else's day. You know, people yeah. already have their own issues that they deal with. And then being in the service industry, you know, our clients, they confide in us, especially especially if you're like in the sweet space like Brad and uh, myself are, yeah. you know, they, they tend to get a little bit more personal with you. And like, I know for me, I've been in my suite for over a year now and a lot of my clients have opened up to me and I've been able to connect with them on a more personal level than just a business transaction. And man, that, that connection is um, priceless because now it's no longer just about me servicing you, cutting your hair or, you know, providing the service to you. But now you feel like, man, I trust my barber. Like yeah. I'm able to open up to my barber and let him know, hey, man, this is what I'm dealing with. And then sometimes it might be stuff that I went through and I'd be like, man, this is how I approached it. This is how I got through it. And then sometimes I don't have the experience that to what they're talking about. But sometimes people just want you to listen. They don't have an outlet. You know, mm -hmm. they feel like their barber is their outlet. And then with me, my bar my clients know that whatever you tell me, it stays with me. I'm not yeah. sharing that with nobody else. Like this is between me and you. This is our time right now. You don't have to worry about this going nowhere. So that's just kind of how I roll, man. Like, you know, I'm not going to bring my 
problems to work. And I just love, I have a heart for people. Like yeah. I really genuinely care about people, man. So it's not just transactional with me. Like I want to see you doing well in your personal life also. Same. That's now so you gotta go, yeah, you got to go into it, Carmina, go into <laughs> it. Yeah, no, that's so funny that you said all of that because when um, he had uh, interviewed me at the Las Vegas show, he asked me that exact thing. Mm. Uh, and that's what I said. Like, it's not fair for you to go and throw like your stuff on other people because everybody is going through something. And I love when other people have wins. Like I get tears in my eyes yeah. and other people have wins. It makes me so happy, especially when I know that um, they've had like a lot of obstacles before that. And when they get that win, I'm like, oh yeah, I love it. Like I post about it. I share it. You know, I try to put it out there and good vibes. Like, cause I know what it's like to not win or to be like, I deal with depression just to be like, so down, you can't take a shower, you know? So yeah. um, I'm really big on um and i always did it with, with my kids too uh giving like praise not for small things but just for like yeah for small things i guess yeah. like if you draw a picture i would acknowledge it. i'd be like oh my god thank you so much for showing me your picture you know yeah, just yeah i actually am paying attention um just people need to be celebrated they're not you know yeah yeah it's it's funny you say that i mean i'm sorry brad oh, it's go ahead. Funny you say that um so my wife is in school now so she's in school full time. She's working full time. She's a full time wife and she has like, you know, other responsibilities too. Yeah. So she just finished her first semester, finished all her exams. Right. Good for her. And I'm trying to be better as a husband and as a man. So it's not even all about getting straight A's. Right. Nope. I just want you to accomplish whatever you need to accomplish. Even if it's with a D that's still passing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Good <laughs> yeah, when, when you right. get that degree, it ain't gonna say 4.0 or you pass what it is, gonna say you got this degree. That's right. But now I told her, like, you know, hey, I want to take you out to eat this weekend Aww. because I want to celebrate even the smallest of wins. And it's not small because I mean, she didn't have a lot of structure growing up. I don't want to put her, you know, story out there just yet. Yeah, <laughs> nope. just yet. But uh, you know, she didn't have a lot of structure growing up. So this is a huge accomplishment for her just to even get through this while even still being a full-time wife. So and then you just commented on something that I posted recently when I opened up about me having sickle cell. I appreciate your comment, mm -hmm. but you know, yeah. it's funny that you talk about depression and people just really deal with stuff in their day-to-day -day life, even yeah. as a professional. And like, like I was saying earlier, we put on our big boy, big girl pants, come to work and wash our face and don't even show what we're going through. We don't even look like what we're going through. So I appreciate you opening up about that. I told him to also too, when he had interviewed me, that um because i was going through like my divorce that yeah what, yeah i would be mm -hmm. right like on the way to work i got the chills i'd be bawling on the way to work i would be like at the grocery store paying and i would be like crying and they were probably like what's wrong with her but i would be getting getting close to work and i'm like okay i need to suck it up and i would put f you by yogati on and i would like <laughs> and that's how I would like start my mornings. Hey, but that's so cool because like you had a strategy, even though you had to deal with your life, you know, mm -hmm. you had to deal with your life. And like you said, D, um, when we go to work and we are behind that chair, we are supposed to serve, you know, mm -hmm. like it, it's, it's, it's a terrible scenario if your waiter <laughs> or, you know, or whatever comes to your table says, can I take your order? And then just starts crying. Like, yeah. like you're like, oh, like, um, 
one but, up, one up on that because I was actually in the in the wedding industry. So I was uh -huh. and we, oh my god, I might cry right now. And I would be so I like I wanted to die, and yeah. I'm over between a bride's hair. <laughs> <laughs> like I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it was so hard, but I would make so much money. Like I could, I personally would have loved to not done any weddings at that time. But it was, I was so successful at that time with doing weddings. Like there was no way I could have cut it out. Yeah, you also mentioned something, Carmina. That I think is a key. Um, it's it's a key from a professional standpoint, but even in life, um, when you're trying to uh, create culture or you're trying to create habits that you want to see continue, celebration is probably the biggest key for mm -hmm. you to be able to see that behavior duplicated. You know, so anytime you like you think about clients coming on time or clients um, tipping, you know, clients uh, uh, just being a good person, like just, you know, just the fact that they're coming in and they are positive. Like mm -hmm. I, I personally celebrate that kind of stuff. Every time people come in and they're positive, I'll be like, man, I appreciate you for your energy today. I appreciate oh. you for your positivity, you know, because a client coming on time and I will yeah. point that out like, oh my God, you came in on time. That is amazing. Like, remember to do that. <laughs> 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 up the good work. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, celebrate, celebrate, learning how to celebrate and learning how to reward things that you want to see more of, whether you have kids or whether it's in a household, like if you reward the positive, then mm -hmm. it'll increase. But if you always are only re rewarding, because even a, a negative comment to something yeah. is a reward, you know, it's mm -hmm. just like, oh, you did this. Well, this is what I'm giving you. Yep. And it's, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna create more of what you don't want. But if you yeah. just focus on the positive then you'll create more positive so that's that was a good point that you made carmina i love that you t talked about like wearing the mask one of my favorite songs all time forever since i was very young has been the mask by the fujis yeah mm -hmm. and i really understood it very deeply for what it meant like what you're saying um i remember there was like this old black lady her name was perenza that lived next to me and she uh, was always like giving me hella knowledge and she's like yeah everybody wears hats like <laughs> right so it's the same thing yeah. and i freaking love her so much i've actually looked for her to try to find her i've searched so much because i was best friends with her son dre and um i just remember like all the knowledge she dropped but that was definitely one of the things she said and i didn't get it when i was younger she mm -hmm. was like yeah, everybody I, she was talking to her friend and i was probably like 12. she's like yeah everybody i was like i have hats i love hats like she's probably like <laughs> <laughs> But now I super get what yeah. you were talking about. Like. Yeah. So this is my question. This is for both of y'all. Um, like I said, we do kind of have to wear a mask to a certain degree. But how do you all find the strength to be you? To really be your honest self um, when you get to work? Because you can front. Like a lot of people can front, man. Mm -hmm. And they can act like they happy or they can... Um, act like like some people front with with people like oh i'm happy to see you and they not like they don't they're not happy to see them but just huh? it's called customer service but yeah so go go uh, give give us give us a little bit the viewers um just some insight into how to think about really being real when you come to work but learning also how to be professional um do you want me to do that or do you want yeah to i'll let my guests go first <laughs> um i can't i can't be fake i can't be a liar yeah i can't have somebody leaving thinking like is she playing me because i don't like to feel like that mm -hmm. yeah. right? 
Um, and I like them to know that what I'm saying is 100% true and I, that I'm not gassing them up. That's like a new yeah. term. Gassing yeah. them up. Yeah, gas like. <laughs> Did I say cool? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> to me, like, I want them to really believe what I'm saying, like, because I believe what I'm saying. And I'm telling you something that 100%, like, I won't say something or answer any questions ever if I don't know. Like, I mm. will not say something that is fake. Like, I will not tell you something is 10 miles if it's seven miles. Like, I need, I don't know, if that, that's like a Scorpio thing. We're very, um, like, I'll say, I don't, like, competitive, I guess. I don't know if someone's like, you're wrong. And we're like, no, I don't say anything that I don't know. So don't try it. Um, but I just want them to believe me. Like I want my kids to believe me. You know, I have always been very honest with them, um, about if I've taken drugs, if I've drank, if I've lied to my parents, because I want them, I don't want them to think like I'm so perfect and I don't want my clients to ever think like, Oh, I think I'm so perfect. So I would just on be a hundred percent honest. And I don't want anybody to ever be like, think that they can call me out and are going to trip me up because I've always been a hundred percent true with you and whoever. Yeah. So how does that play with your <laughs> professionalism? How do you balance that? Because some people can be like, yeah, I'm going to be 100% honest. I don't like you at all. And you can leave <laughs> right now. Get out of my shop. You know what I mean? And it's like, eh, that's not professional. But even though there's ways to do that professionally, but yeah. uh, but what are, what is your take on how to be authentic, but then yet still be professional? What is your take on that? Oh, I really think that if somebody doesn't like you or if somebody's being like an asshole, that day or whatever mm-hmm. that they're going through something um that nobody's just like that some people are rude whatever but it's because they had a bad day maybe like somebody passed away maybe like their kids being bad you know so i think yeah. everybody needs to be treated with grace and I am, I can handle it. You know, I can take the heat so they can give me whatever, but I'm just like such, I don't know, happy, I guess that it's, I think it's hard for people to be mean to me even when they're trying. <laughs> Man, that is big. What did you get from that D? I got a lot to say on that. That was beautiful. That was really beautiful though. For real. Go ahead, D. Nah, I, I kind of think along the same lines, man. Like I try to <clears throat> be as graceful as possible yeah. and uh you know just wherever i go but especially at work because like carmina said like you never know what people are dealing with mm-hmm. in their personal lives or how that day might have might be going and i always try to be graceful to that because no matter what i'm dealing with in that moment and i think brad we just talked about this recently uh when you and i had episode together we talked about selfish and selflessness yeah. and in that moment when you're providing a service it's not about you it's about who you're servicing so no matter how i'm feeling i can't reflect that on them and make them feel bad or make them feel worse mm-hmm. you know um uh, the barbershop is sacred it's a outlet for a lot of people um and like i said you just always want to make my clients feel comfortable you know coming into the atmosphere like um i don't know man it's it's a fine line yeah like it's a, it's a fine line like because I'll, I'll often tell people especially friends and family if you don't you don't want my honest opinion do not ask me <laughs> do not ask me and, and, and even in that i'm learning how to 
say things in a better way, you know, tonight because you don't want to hurt people, man. Like, yeah, people yeah. got feelings, people got feelings, and um, I don't know, I just try to find a better way to say things, but I do. I do appreciate that my clients value my opinion. That, yeah, that says a lot. Like they'll ask me stuff and I'll be like, ah. and if I ain't got the answer, I ain't got the answer. I'm like Carmina. Like, I'm not going to tell you if I don't know. Yeah. If I don't know. I'm not about to make nothing up. You ain't about to come back <laughs> and, and say, and man, you told will. me this. Nah. Yeah. And it, a lot of times, like, I feel like people can respect when you share with them your personal experience. And that's mm -hmm. how I roll. Like if I haven't gone through this particular thing, yeah. then I don't know nothing about it. I'm not going to, you know, try to act like I do know about yeah. it. But if it's my personal experience, then yeah, I'm going to share it with you in, really? in hopes of helping you. Mm -hmm. yeah. What you got to say, Brad? No, I, I was, that's perfect. Like I was, when both of you were speaking, I was thinking when you think about professionalism, you have to think about integrity, right? Mm -hmm. And anytime that you are representing your business, you are building your brand. And so at the end of the day, the way that you consistently appear and the way that you consistently speak, the way that you consistently approach your clientele or treat people, that's going to build your brand. And over time, people are going to know how you are or who you are. And mm -hmm. if you're not authentic in that process, then they'll get to know the wrong version of you and therefore yeah. they won't be able to respect the real you. So when you do, you know, you may get a little bit into your emotions, say one day, and you, when you show the real you, it's going to be completely different than what they already know. And yeah. so it's like, you, you have to really learn how to be yourself and have an integrity and realize that as you come to work, like Delmar said, you're, you're a servant. You're, yeah. you're someone that's, you're supposed to be uh, there to cater to the needs of the client. Now I'm not talking about be submissive and be, you know, like, it's not that it's just really being able to honor who is coming and paying you money so that you can do the best job that you can do get paid and then make sure that they feel better when they walk away from you than when they first showed up. Right. And so I think that has a lot to do with professionalism because at the end of the day, we're going to create impacts, you yeah. know, we're going to create impacts. And if we create the right types of impacts, then people will respect the impact that we create. Yeah. Cause I'll often say you, so <laughs> barbers, especially if you work for yourself and you have your own shop, don't approach it with the boss mindset. Yeah. That's not how you want to approach it. Like Brad just said, approach it with the, the mindset of being a servant. And it's not that you're low or beneath anybody, but like I said earlier, we're in the service industry. We are serving people. You can't approach it with a boss mindset. Like, I don't need you. Like, you'll lose people. You'll turn people off that way. Yep. It's, yeah. it's not about you. It's, it's not also, about you. It's also not fair for your client to be like, okay, who am I going to get today? You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Your liability. Yeah. I mean, think of when you were a kid and you were so scared that your mom or dad was going to be mad. You know what I'm yeah. saying? What yeah. parent will get today? It's the exact same. They should be able to depend on your services along with having a positive attitude. Um, mm. So I've been a Cosmo for like 24 years almost. <laughs> yeah. I like to do that. But so I'm, I'm getting my barber's license right now, even though I've been getting like doing barbering forever um, yeah. to actually like have my license. And I've been reading state board questions and they're so funny. Like I was studying and I was just cracking up because some of the questions are so hilarious, but a lot of them are like about attitude and it'll wow. Like, yeah. Like how should, I don't know, you treat your clients. It'll, it'll be like aggressive, happy. Like there, there's so many. What? Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and I mean, they sound so dumb, but there was yeah. such a large amount. I mean, they're super technical, difficult ones too, but there was so many about attitude yeah. and I know so many about wearing comfortable shoes. Like, 
<laughs> hey, but that's real. I believe it. Comfortable <laughs> shoes. Yeah, you got to protect them toes. Yeah, got to protect them. Now, Carmina, you just uh, gave a little insight into a little bit of what you've accomplished. So you are Cosmo. You are Barber. Yes. You are also, um, you got more to you. So why a mom? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but so in the industry, yeah. what are some of the things that you have accomplished? Um, gosh, something so huge. And I didn't even know how huge it was. Uh, but I got to work on this campaign for 24 hour fitness. Mm. And I didn't realize I I knew what a campaign was, but I figured it would just go like online. And I was driving uh about to go over the Bay Bridge and I seen a big old billboard like with my work on it, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> was your so, face on it too? No, it was my like I had worked on hair and makeup. And oh, like, okay. Oh my god, I was so excited. I did not expect it. So the next time I went, I was like having my phone and I was trying to snap away to get pictures of the billboard. Like, oh my god, I did yeah. that. <laughs> it was so amazing, so fun. That's um, tight. But I feel like I've done a little bit different stuff than uh normal barbering or just being behind the not just I don't like that, but being behind the chair. Um yeah. I worked for corporate i've done a lot of corporate and then i've done um like editorial work and stuff mm -hmm. so i've worked for google bmw like i said 24-hour fitness i worked when alexa first came out i didn't even know what it was really? i worked on that wow. alexa campaign um it was so funny because it was not what it is now and it was voice activated blinds that's the campaign that i was working on really? um, yeah so it was a really long time ago but um so i've just had this like whole other part and corporate work is so fun because you go in there and you're there all day but you're pretty much doing nothing because you're just doing some powder on some men that are maybe uh doing a conference or maybe uh, they're doing like a pamphlet you know internally yeah. for e i work for ebay so just a lot of cool different stuff that i've gotten to do oh, now, wow. you, yeah you, but you left off some big ones yeah, <laughs> you left off this. Uh, what I what I found out about you was you you was working with United Barbers Club. I did. And, and <laughs> when I you know I seen Tamil and y'all was doing interviews oh, and yeah. uh, what was y'all doing? Y'all y'all stumped me with with the with the Calvin <laughs> question. Like, mm -hmm. which was so fun because I actually just I'm such a big nerd and I love trivia and I love history. So I was so excited to go out and do that. Um, but again, at the NorCal Barber Show, they had a sign up sheet to be on their podcast. And I was like, what the hell am I going to talk about? Like, I'm just, yeah. know, you know, so, but I was like, it's two dudes. They really need a girl host. Like, so that was my focus. I was like, I'm going to get in there somehow. And yeah. I signed up. And at that time I was also working with a scissor company with, I'm not anymore. So I was like, okay, I have some stuff to talk about, you know? Yeah. Um, and I got on the show and it was so fun. My first interview ever. And then they're like, okay, cool. Like when we go to Vegas, you can interview. I was like, whatever you guys need in Vegas, I will be there. And I was at that booth <laughs> the whole time. I was like, yeah, uh, not going to move. Cause I want them to use me. I want them to see that I'm going to do what I, I said yeah. and then I got to interview Juanito, which was insane. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like 
I was shocked. I was like, okay, now, let's <laughs> now correct me if I'm wrong. Juanito is he the one that has a he has a messed up hand now, right? He does. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So yes. I don't know if you know who this is, uh Delmar, but he got a stupid big following. Really? Um, millions. Yeah, stupid big million. mil- yeah, millions of followers. Uh mm. Mar- I believe Marvin oh, Marv did a did a plaque uh podcast with him recently about social media growth. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh yeah, he got into a car. Uh I think it was either motorcycle accident or a car accident and messed his hand up and he's like a, a famous braider and barber and oh, wow. so so it's like a lot of people are even more so following him because of he's being open with his story about the healing process reminds me of kind of a little bit of you carmina just being open <laughs> and vulnerable about what he's going through with you know social media and allowing people to get to know who the real him is yep. and as he's doing this you know you're like following his journey like you want to mm-hmm. know so that's really mm-hmm. cool that you got a chance to interview him where you did that at the vegas expo at the vegas show yep man that's so tight. a couple weeks maybe like a couple weeks i don't even know it was really close after the vegas show mario from bar review hit me up and i have it up here so i want to tell you exactly like what he said yeah. but he was like um ah! he was like okay he goes can I twist your arm for you to host your own show? And I was like, and I stopped for a second and I was like, uh, no, yes. <laughs> like, oh my God. So I just feel like people talk about manifesting all the time, but I literally was like, I'm going to do that. And it actually works. So I'm still kind of so, like, uh, no, so you have to explain what you just said. Explain what you just Ooh. said. You on Barbecue TV. Yes. Explain it. Explain Explain it. So Mario from Barberview TV hit me up and offered me my own podcast, right? So you can see what's like <laughs> down there. Um, Mina be chopping, and I recorded a couple episodes and coming soon, man. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> no, that's so congrats tight. to that. Congrats. congrats, thank you. And the first yeah. female, so I'm just like so stoked about that because I'm into brown girl power, black girl power, woman power, like. Like, yeah. this industry, I feel, has given minorities and minority women more opportunities than any other industry. And it's just so accepting and um, open yeah. that it's just not what you get in other places. So that's yeah. I, that's one of the reasons I, like, love this place so much. So I'm very, very excited. That's tough. Kamina, uh, you just mentioned <laughs> something. So get, could you speak on being a woman in historically a predominant male industry? And, I, you know, I'm starting to see a lot of women get into the industry now. And I've been licensed for... 13 years and within my 13 years of being licensed in this industry, the growth of the amount of women who have gone gotten into the barber industry has grown exponentially. So just kind of speak on that. Cause uh, you know, we may have some, some aspiring lady barbers. I almost yeah. say female barbers. We had lady, <laughs> we had uh, lady, Lisi, lady barber on the show. And she said, Lisi, that's my girl. Lady. Yeah. Lisi was so cool. Yeah, she was. And she was saying, you know, lady barber, Barber, not female barber. Yeah. Lady barber. So just speak on being a lady barber in the industry. First, I will tell you, I used to have super crazy short hair, like pink, right? Like very, really? very short. Yeah. For years from the time I was 11 till the time I was probably like 28. Very, very short hair. Mm-hmm. And um, I always, everybody would mess up my hair. Right. And I would go into the shop, the salon, and I would be like, dude, why can't these adults cut my hair? And it would bug <laughs> the shit out of me. Sorry. It would bug me so bad. And I always wanted to go in a barber shop, but it was not ex- like you 
you could not go into a barber shop back then, like at all. Right. <laughs> and I just always wanted a guy to cut my hair. Cause I'm like, I know they can do it way better. Cause everybody was so scared to cut it short. I'd be like, it's okay. Just cut it like a man. That's what I would tell them. Cut it like a man because I liked it very short. Yeah. And um, like fast forward when I went into school and I started on per, per week and I was like, I hate this. I want to quit. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, perm is horrible. Yeah, Terrible. And then when it came to the part and I got like a pair of scissors in my hand, I felt home, but I never felt Mm. like I Mm. belonged somewhere so much as when I learned to start cutting hair. So when I got on the floor, like nobody would, everybody was really scared. Right. And I was like, hell no, I'm in school. Like I'm going to do it. So Mm. everybody was especially scared to cut men because they didn't really teach that in Cosmo school. But I was like, nope, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. And I loved cutting men's hair so much because to me, I felt like it was kind of like a painting right or like you're like shaping right you're like cutting it out and i felt like it was a piece of artwork and it was done way faster than colors (laughs) yeah definitely (laughs) yeah definitely i felt like this is dope like and i just felt like i really excelled in that space so when i came out because i was really young i was 17 when i started and um i wanted to cut men's hair uh my ex-husband at the time he was like no like you can't go in a shop you're gonna flirt with guys like <laughs> so I I guess I kind of wasn't allowed to be in the shop. Um yeah. and then like through breakups and stuff, I worked in a shop for a long time and I cut cholo hair all day. Like <laughs> <laughs> I seen this thing not too long ago and it said everything I need to know I learned from uh I think it was like a zero two fade, and I was like, oh my god, yes, that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> So at that time, I don't know if you guys remember, but there was Victoria, a Victoria Gotti show. Do you remember that show at all? Mm-hmm. Okay. So all the boys had hair like Polly, Polly D, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone was coming in asking for that cut. And it's hard, like a taper to that long of hair is very hard. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, screw it, let's do it. So that's how I learned like how to taper. Really? So, yes. <laughs> but it was on like crazy long hair, and it was it was just so much. But I was like, screw it. No one wants to do it. Like, I'm going to do it. Nobody wants to do flat tops. I'm going to do it. So I learned out of like, I don't pure coincidence, I guess, how to barber, but mm. I loved it. So, and I learned very early on that men are way better clients. They're way more consistent and they tip every time. And not that I need tips. I'm like, not like, oh, you have to tip every time. I, I talk about this a lot, but right. that's yeah to get tips like obviously they're appreciated um yeah. so that's kind of how i got into it but when after all that work fast forward to last year when i started barber school dudes didn't want me to cut their hair because i was a girl i was like what the what <laughs> <laughs> and i think because um it's gil i saw so in gilroy california which is like very um like i have a lot of spanish speakers that come in and yeah. a lot of like blue collar and i just think they're just older cats i don't know but yeah. it's so weird i was like i can literally teach them like i taught barber theory for like three years so yeah it was so weird i don't know that's so funny so how long till you get your barber's license oh i only have, the test i think i have like 30 hours left or something oh you right there 
Yeah, I'm like, it, it's only 200, you know, so um, yeah. As a crossover. It's, it's only 200 hours to cross now over from Cosmo to Barbara? Yeah, before okay. I think, it, before I want to say it was 500. And that's one of the reasons it was so difficult. Just because my kids were younger, you know. Um, yeah. Now they're a lot older and I have time, but it's also only 200 hours. So it was just way easier to do it now. Yeah, I, I may consider doing it because I'm a Cosmo oh, by license. Cool. Yeah, but I don't do nothing Cosmo. Everything is... <laughs> Barbering. I don't like color. I don't like perm. I don't like none of that stuff. If the trade board could look into our podcast, but they cover for you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I don't use a razor. With with um, I taught myself how to use a razor. I was like, oh, I, I'm like, if I don't know how to do something, I want to learn how to do it. I like yeah. to challenge. The only thing I can't do is braid because I and this is why I'm not behind the chair either all days. I actually had surgery on my shoulder, mm-hmm. uh, and my arm gets so tired. Even like doing my own hair, my arm gets so tired. So I physically can't be like in a shop all day anymore, which is such a yeah. bummer. But mm-hmm. um, if I could, I would totally braid. But like when I went, you know, that long ago, like only the only reason I would have needed to braid would be to do weaves, right? But back then, like only black girls got weaves, so they would go to like other black girls. And when I was in school, like I said, I wanted to learn everything. I literally did everything. Mm. I did like pressing curls. I did hair wraps. Like I did. Did you you learn how to use more sales? Yes, I did. And I love them like a hot comb. I'm good with the hot comb. And I love doing it. (laughs) And I love doing it as my Scorpio because again, I like to be better than everybody else. (laughs) 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 But if people were saying no to me and saying no to clients is a no, no. So if they're there, I'm like, no, I'm going to take it. I'm here to learn. I want to learn how to do it, you know? So I actually had one client that would come in for a press every single week because her, I think she had like a house fire or something. Mm -hmm. So she didn't have like any tools anymore and she didn't have like products. So she would come in and I, oh man, I love doing her hair. It was so dope. That is so cool. (laughs) um, I love the, the challenge that you love to accept. Like this industry is about you. You really like this industry is a little bit of a rebellious industry to a certain degree, because, you know, as of five, 10, 15 years ago, at the least people didn't even look at this as a, a true profession you know people didn't even look at this as even like yeah i don't even like to look at it as quote Mm -hmm. as a career um I look at it as a business, right? You're really starting a business when you get your license. You're a 1099, you're an entrepreneur by default. Like you can't even help that part. But I understand the reason why people use the term career because it's a choice for you to continue to make money. But like people didn't look at this in a positive light. Like even when when I was telling my mom, (laughs) I was kind of like a a little ashamed to say it. (laughs) And I I said, I was like, like, oh, well, you know, I'm I'm gonna do barbering until I figure out what I wanna do. Cause I see, I didn't know that this was what it could become. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. So, but now, like you said, like there's so much opportunity in being a barber or being in a beauty uh, as a whole. Like there's so much opportunity if you just are brave enough to be a real barber, be a real beautician, like really go do it. Don't halfway bake this. Like you can, yeah, don't half step. Like you can go all in and you all out. If you put it, if you put it all in. So, so somebody told me one time and I did not like this man. (laughs) I worked with him and he was just so mean, but he was like, if you only know how to do something one way, then you don't really know how to do it. And I was like, Mm. 
right? And I say that all the time and it's so true. Um, but what was I going to say about, uh, oh, my dad, the same. He was like, oh, you're going to hair school. I don't want you to, like, I don't want you to do that. And my daughter went to school to be a nail tech and he was like, why don't you try to tell her to do something better? And I was like, no, you're not going to do, he was at my house. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to do that in my house. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I raised these kids because of this industry and I was very successful and I would not have been able to do it if it wasn't for this industry. I was like, you're not going to do that here. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, like you said, we got to celebrate the things that we want to see more of and being authentic, being yourself. If you're a creative person, and this industry fits who you are, man, go for it. You know, mm-hmm. don't let nothing hold you back. Don't let nobody's opinions of what you they think you might need to do. Don't let even your own mind of what you may f- fear what you can or cannot do. If you have a passion for it yeah. and if you feel like you can build that skill, go for it. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's all about your approach. So barbering, nail tech, being the cosmetologist, Mm -hmm. it's all about how you approach it. So if you approach it in an unprofessional manner, you're going to be unprofessional. Yeah, You won't get the high-end clients. You won't get the opportunities. But if if you approach it in a professional manner, like we're all trying to do, Doors open up. You get to meet different people because you never know who's going to come sit in your chair. There's tons of opportunities out there. But if you don't carry yourself in a professional way, then those opportunities won't be for you. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when you start to get the the higher end clients, the people who want to spend top dollar because they don't want to worry about being in a bad environment, they're not going to come to you if you're not professional. It's it's like Bradford say, like you have to look at it as a business and not a hustle. And that's truly what separates the professional from the unprofessional looking at it as a business and not a hustle taking pride in your business you know setting it up structure structurally i hope that's beautiful man structurally you you spoke that in cursive (laughs) yeah i did i did you know it's that louisiana tongue But yeah, structurally, you know, set your business up. And I learned that from Brad. Like I always looked at this industry as being a professional because that's how I approached it. But I learned so much from Brad. Like our time together, I spent two months with him in California when I finished school. And just even him being like a, a big brother, a mentor. Uh, through my career and he has a heart to help other people so yeah yeah Brad is a good guy he, he all right yeah I appreciate it Indiana had to be so different the way that it is and pricing than California too so that I'm sure that was like a lot of learning not for Delmar I got Cali prices good for you yeah but, but it's because I learned how to be a premium barber though yeah. like you know I never looked at this like okay everybody charging this I'm gonna charge that always yeah. just like now nah, I know what I'm worth and mm-hmm. it's not you know getting big hit or anything like that but I just saw more for myself so I always approached the game in that way I was like Ain't nobody doing this. I'm going to do it. Yep. I was always the scapegoat, but it always worked out. And then everybody else kind of followed along. So it's like, you know, trying to elevate the industry. Yeah. I think that's so um, important because people give like discounts, right? Which I hate discounts, like 10% off, 20%. I hate it. I used to work at Nordstrom and they would get out free gifts, like with purchases. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, nobody's getting free anything up in here. Like, they're like <laughs> to me, I'm the gift. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, I am the prize. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> like, but when you're doing that, when you're discounting and you're not actually believing in your own price or what you're saying, your words. So if you're saying that your haircuts, of course, way more, but if they're worth 20 bucks and you're discounting it by 20%, you're saying that they're really not worth 20 bucks, right? Yeah, so yeah. the reason that you're able to charge more is you pick blah, blah, blah. Oh, she's speaking <laughs> in curse of food. She's speaking. <laughs> that like what you're saying is true, right? And that's part of the authenticity. Yeah. Boom, full circle. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> that's right. That was good. That was good. No, yeah, I, I had a, I'm sorry, Brett. I just want to say this right quick. Now, I had a barber who I uh, used to follow, but he has something good to say. On one of his videos, he said, don't discount your services. Yeah. He said, if you're going to discount your services, you might as well do it for free. Yep. Yeah. He said, but either charge full yep. or don't charge nothing at all, but do not discount your services. Because then people get, you know, used to that. Oh, I'm going to come to him whenever he charges a discount. Mm -hmm. Don't do it to yourself. You're setting yourself up for failure. Especially in the beginning. Especially in the beginning, people listen. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Then everybody's gonna expect those cheaper prices. Don't do it. Yep. Yeah, don't do it. You have to understand that in business, the way to attract more clientele is to be who you are, right? Like know, know your know your price, know what your price is. Mm -hmm. And when you're trying to allow people to taste something, then that's when you give it for free. Give yep. it for free because when they taste, they will see. And if they yeah. taste and see that it's good, then they're gonna come back. So Ooh, bars. <laughs> <laughs> well but it's it's real though it's it's yeah. it's it's a it's a proven strategy yeah. by most businesses that are extremely successful to don't do anything for discounts mm -hmm. do it for free right it's like when you drive a car yeah. you go and test drive a mercedes you're like oh oh yeah <laughs> yeah like, yeah, yeah. like test drive or the samples at I Costco, you That's know, right. or different, different places like that. Um, the, when stores you go with a lot of them still do it, but you used to go to try clothes on, like you could put it on and see mm -hmm. how it feels, feel the texture, see if it yeah. fits all of that stuff. Like that's you being able to experience what you may want. Mm -hmm. And when you start to do that as a young barber, somebody that's new in the industry, give your stuff away for free so that you can build. Because if you're good, if you have like the ultimate client experience, then you'll really be able to um, hold on to the people that come taste and see. They're going to be like, oh, no, nah, they good. I'm coming back. Mm -hmm. And not even that, because I also just did a post about this the other day um, about authenticity and, and customer service. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're not good, they'll still come back. If you have a good attitude and they feel good, right? Mm. And, and they want to be around you, they're yeah. still gonna come back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's that's yeah. like that's the two. And that's a skill for the, for the yes, it really is. That's a skill. Everybody don't have it. I say that all the time. Like I don't know how I got where I'm at, but people seem to like me. So. <laughs> <laughs> But that's, that's the that's the magnet in our industry, you know, yeah. like that's the magnet in our industry. You have your skill set and then you also have your, your soft skills, which is your personality and mm -hmm. how you learn how to attract people or how people can bond to you. When you have those two, you're going to attract the people that's right for you. Yes. Yep. And just talking, circling back a little bit to the prices, what you charge is who you're going to attract, right? Because mm -hmm. yep. you're charging a certain point to not attract certain people. Yeah. You know, 
people are going to show up right to all their appointments. You want someone who's also going to have a professional attitude towards your business. Um, so if you're charging up here, you're going to attract serious clients. And if you're not, it's going to be a different kind of client that you're attracting. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I always compared to the, the car industry, like, you know, you got people who are in the Honda market, <laughs> Kia market. Cool. Yep. But BMW and Mercedes have been around for years. They have a market. They are higher. They have a you know higher premium price, but they have a market and they attract people who are seriously about that market. They are freaking loyal. I worked for B I worked for BMW. I did mm -hmm. business development. And oh my gosh, these people already had BMWs and would just come back and buy BMWs because yep. they love the culture, because they love being at the showroom. I mean, it was insane. Yeah. yeah. When you go to get maintenance, it, everything is different. They do all the pinpoint yep. checks and all that. So yep. you don't experience that at Cappuccinos. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you go to Honda and get an oil change. That's that's it. Oil change in the air filter. But you, go to, <laughs> you go to BMW or, or Mercedes. I'm going to say Audi because that's one of my favorites. But you go to Audi, they, you know, they pinpoint checking everything, making sure that the car is running good. Yeah. Yes, yes. And what's cool about that is if you're in a space where you may... <laughs> Where you may feel that you are a Honda right now, <laughs> um, you you do have to always keep in mind companies like uh, Hyundai, right? If you remember Hyundai, they used to be terrible. They used to be just like the they Honda, or even or even a little bit worse yeah. in, in in the sight of people. But yeah. now you look it's at Hyundai, up. and they are the Genesis, right? Yep. They are the um, they are an elite brand, but they're also not as expensive as the Mercedes and the BMWs there. Yeah. They they've met that middle ground, but it's just pretty much because they upgraded themselves. So if you mm -hmm. learn how to personally develop um, who you are as a person, personally develop your mind, personally develop um, how you think about things, how you problem solve, how you create solutions, how do you um, provide better service? When you start to learn how to do those different things, then you can upgrade from the clientele that you currently have, because right now you attract those that are attracted to you. But when yeah. you improve yourself, you'll also improve who you attract to you. So keep keep that growth going. Yep. Yeah. And you can't stop either. Like I'm actually going back to school like your wife. I start in a couple of weeks. I'm so nervous. <laughs> but I feel like you can do it. I, I hope so. <laughs> um I feel like if I'm not if I'm not learning, I really feel just I'm a big reader. I always have been. I love books. I love to know more. I love to know why people do stuff. Yeah. Like to know why serial killers kill. I like to know why <laughs> uh -oh, uh -oh. Are good or parents are bad. Like I just like to know what people are thinking. But I was, I was with you till you said something about the serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I just like to know why people do the things they do, yeah. right? Um, yeah. so if I'm not learning, I just really feel stuck. So yeah. I really, really do. Um, I'm telling you, I'm a big nerd. I have so many books. Like the way girls go in Sephora and buy hella makeup i go into bookstores and buy hella books <laughs> yeah you got that head way up no i i'll, I'll go cross-eyed if i read it and i'm like no, really into vintage books like i love a real book oh okay yeah head headway is like it, it does a lot of um summaries for for big for big books or long books or whatever um, really? you gotta read yeah it. yeah uh, I, 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 me, <laughs> I'm, um, it's cheating and i accept the cheat i um uh, <laughs> 
I, uh, because for me, reading comprehension is very, very low. Like my reading yeah. comprehension is low. And I've, I learned that about myself in high school. Like I had to read things like eight, nine yeah, times right. for it to mm-hmm. stick. But if I heard it or I could see it or I could do it, it stuck way faster. So I would, I, I leverage reading physical books with listening to a lot of audio as well. Mm. Like I leverage it so that I can truly um, retain the information yeah. um, faster. So I'm, uh, yeah, you know, I, but I'm with you in regards to the learning. Have you ever heard of this company called You Are a CEO? Mm-mm. No, you should check out uh, you are YouTube. Look up You Are a CEO. Uh, mm-hmm. They go a lot into the mind. They are uh, success oriented uh, people. Um, they help entrepreneurs and personal development, all kind of stuff. Um, their their mantra is charge, um, charge, expand, and then overcome, right? So that's what their definition of CEO is, charge, expand, and overcome. So they're really a cool company. I've uh, followed them and I, uh, I like a lot of stuff that they do, but it sounds like some, something you might like. So you check them like out on that. YouTube. Not just, uh, not just serial killers. <laughs> yeah. So definitely mm-hmm. successful people. Like why are some people successful and some are not? Like, why yeah. is one sister from a family super successful and one's like a drug addict? Like that just, I don't know. It just gets, I don't know. You, you're, me. you're diving into the beauty and the curse of the human brain. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like psychology, but yeah. even, even, even some of the psychology doesn't really explain the, the why they can just see some patterns, yeah. but mm-hmm. there's, there's some depth to the mind that, yes. uh, that is, that's a mystery, but it's, it's, it's cool to learn as you go into it now i got one question before we get out of here okay question before we get out of here um (laughs) you are an ambassador for (laughs) a company that i want to ask you some questions about because um booking is is near and dear to my heart yes um how important to you is it? And I don't, it's up to you if you want to share the specific brand that you want to go into or that you, but before we go into the company that you are with, mm-hmm. how would you speak to barber and beauty professionals about the importance of online booking, the importance of having a booking platform yeah. Why is it important? But not just why it's important. What are some of the cons to it as well? Okay. So first I'll kind of tell you, cause I've been with booking platform since about 2018 and I was so excited when they first just came about. So I was actually working for eBay and, um, I seen an ad for this, this company and, in all the years that I have been doing hair, makeup, barbering, everything, I had never seen anybody come and approach me about building my business. So oh, my yeah. mind's going right. Like, Oh my God, that's so amazing. I need to be a part of that. And I told myself like, I'm going to get a job there. So I started working with this one and it was beauty only. Um, and some barbering. And I just thought it was so amazing because we were actually going in there and talking one-on-one with barbers, Estes, Cosmos, about taking payments, about making appointments, right? About running your business, about really um, making clients take control and respect your business. So I got laid off from there. (laughs) 
Yeah. Like, I mean, it, that was such a curveball. COVID, <laughs> right? 150 people got laid off. Okay. Um, but it was really my uh, entry into like the booking world. And that was in 19, uh, 2019, which isn't that long ago. But for booking, um, it was really, really new. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's still, it's still fresh. Kind of new. I feel like it's still kind of new because there's so many uh, like OG barbers, I call mm-hmm. them, that are still writing stuff down, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and haven't been able to change their mindset about yeah. like how a booking platform can benefit them. But I adore, I'm with the cut. You can see. <laughs> she repping the brand. Yeah. She repping it. I'm like, can you see? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's so important, right? And I've said this from the gate, like you need to make the clients respect your business. First, you need to respect your own business. Yeah. The clients need to respect your business. And if you don't, they won't. Mm-hmm. But one of the ways is by giving the um, clients opportunities and different ways to pay for the appointments. Right. So this is also a drawback. I'll, I'll get into that because you asked, um, one of the ways is that set up your mobile pay, right? Mm -hmm. So they have different avenues to pay, right? It's just giving them options. And that's part of giving good customer service. When you say, Mm -hmm. when you say setting up mobile pay, Mm -hmm. I just want to try and be clear. And for, for the, for the person that doesn't understand what you're saying, are you saying pay with your phone? Are you saying, uh, I was getting there. Okay. It's okay. So (laughs) mobile pay is basically different ways to take payment. So in shop, you can take a payment with a card. You could do, um, uh, cash app and some people have readers as well so it's just a really good way to give your clients your options or they can play did i say cash they can also pay with cash um but along with setting up your mobile pay that allows you to be able to set up super important are your no-show fees mm-hmm. and your cancellation policies because if they don't show up you need to be able to make sure that you're still getting money somehow because if somebody mm-hmm. has an appointment and doesn't show up that appointment could have went to somebody else who was going to pay and you want to make sure that that you have control over your schedule, right? Because we don't mm-hmm. clock at nine o'clock and then have a 30 minute lunch and then clock out at five. It does not work like that for us at all, especially yeah. around the holidays or on the weekends. So you want to make sure that you're having money come in so you can take breaks, so you could take a lunch, so you could pick up your kids, so you could take vacations. And if you don't have that guaranteed income, you're not going to be able to have control of your schedule, which is ultimately why we're in this business, because we have control. We wanted some freedom. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and along with that, there are drawbacks, right? So the pre-authorizations, right? A client books, puts their card, they're pre-authorized. Mm-hmm. What if like when they come in, their card doesn't work and you can't charge them, right? Right, right. Right. What if they ghost you? What if they're this is all real stuff? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Giving if you they, bad reviews. I don't think anybody has talked about that. Um, yeah. some people are just assholes and what for whatever reason they just didn't like you and they give you a bad review um and it takes down your if you have five stars it takes you to four stars or whatever you know um i'm trying to think what if they're like the bar i've I've, I've heard recently people i haven't experienced this and i I just i don't even know what i would do like it's just crazy (laughs) but um where people come get the service they pay with the credit card and then Mm -hmm. they call the credit card company and say Oh, that was a false charge, or that wasn't me, yes. or something like that. I, have y'all experienced that? Yes. What? Yes, I did, and that person was blocked. Yeah. So that's 
Yeah, dude, yeah. they gotta be blocked. Yeah, yeah. Blocked. yeah Which, I got my money. Like I still was able to keep the money because so with the booking platform that I use, they sent me an email saying that this person deemed the uh deemed the yeah. charge a fraudulent charge. Yeah. So I was like, no. So I responded <laughs> back to them. Yeah. I took a picture of the guy. I took yeah. a picture of the text from him texting me the day before trying to yes. get an appointment. Uh-huh. And I, I took a picture of the service that he got. And I was like, this person received service, this person paid X amount of dollars mm-hmm. here was the picture of the person here was a picture of the text of him text me the day before and uh i was able to keep my money but i yes. appreciate the booking platform for even um you know messaging me saying that okay well this person deemed the charge fraudulent because i was yeah. able to fight it i was able to dispute it so uh, we do that too um we do do that and then also i think i made a post about this too about a month ago using it using your app to create your paper trail right exactly what you're saying uh and you're saying you text but if you're doing everything within app too the app can actually see it so if you're texting Mm. we won't always be able to see it unless you send your stuff in and for some reason if you can't or they can't like we cannot physically see it but if you're doing an app and this is something i've been doing uh, that i do is um if a client hits me up and they're like this is a fraudulent charge or i didn't have a service completed the first thing i tell them is to reach out to their barber because first of all they think that it's the app's fault that we're messing with your money or it's not it's we're just um, a facilitator right it's like you don't go to the store and then i don't know if a bag is empty it's not like can i say it that wasn't a good example (laughs) (laughs) but i get what you're saying though like you don't go you don't go to the ceo to complain about the the, exactly yeah but but the the company that i have they um and this happened to me and they didn't tell me like i that's good that your company told you d like (laughs) hey this is what happened but for me um my client uh you know how sometimes people will pay for different things right like people will use somebody else's card to pay for the service or whatever right or they didn't they didn't have it so they had their mom pay for something or whatever right whatever so um i had a client who is you know high school age and their mom had their mom so the kid's grandma paid for the haircut right so the kid's grandma paid for the haircut but when she paid for the haircut uh they approved that it could save the card right so so when the charges happen later and she said that it was fraudulent right like the grandma said that i don't know what this is like yeah. whatever right and so when they did that my platform just blocked anything that had to do with that person and yeah. never mm. said nothing to me and so when oh, the wow. person would so the person would book and then when they come in I'm trying to charge a card and it's, there's nothing going like it keeps saying no, no, no. So, um, and then it like anything that had to do with them, it was a cell phone number. If it was an email address, anything that had to do with them, Mm -hmm. the card wouldn't go through. And so Mm -hmm. I had to, uh, talk to them and the person, yeah, the person even reported to the credit card company that that was an accident that they caused it fraudulent, but my platform still hasn't forgiven it. So that person can't even use their real name when they come to my, uh, to me anymore. Mm. That actually is a drawback. I feel to apps in general too. Mm-hmm. Um, people making fake profiles, mm-hmm. right? People saying they're a barber and taking any payments or saying, "Hey, cash at me instead." Don't do it, you know, because they yeah. don't have mobile pay on the app because they're fake, and mm-hmm. then they're conning people. And yeah. I think that is just 
something that's going to happen like in the digital age, you know, but that is something else that occurs. Yeah. But as we all know, booking platforms are essential. (laughs) Yes. I agree. Um, for the professional. Now, if you are still, you know, choosing to be a criminal barber, hats <laughs> off to you. Um, you know, do what you got to do to get you where you're trying to go. But uh, for those of us that are trying to really be professional, I think it's 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 just prudent of you to have a booking platform one way or the other. Um, a lot of them have pros. A lot of them have cons. It's based on what your own specific need is. Um, and but you definitely have to get something if you want to be legitimate in this business, because like Carmina said, you giving your clients the ability to pay you conveniently is the best way to go. It's the best mm-hmm. way to go. And you don't want to be in a situation where you're trying to grow in life and you don't have no reports of how much money you make. And you you just trying to bring your shoebox to the bank and say, I want this car or I want to <laughs> try it. You know what I mean? Like that's not going to really benefit you. You want to report the money that you make and including the tips that you're making, because the more that they see, the more you can actually take from them. But if yeah. you keep trying to live under the radar, then you're going to live yeah. under their foot. So mm-hmm. you don't want to do that. That's super, super important. I actually had this old man that I used to work with and he would report a little bit more tips than he made every day. So when he wanted to buy a house or he wanted to buy a car, it was easier for him to do that. But it's um, like you said, a shoebox, right? It's so much easier just to have everything in one spot. You Mm -hmm. get your report at the end of the year, you hand it to whoever you need to. Um, it's so hard to know what right program to use. And it's so much work to keep track of everything yourself that I, why not really? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Man, this was a good episode. <laughs> this, I told you Delmar, I told you, I told yeah, you. She brought the energy. She brought the energy and she brought the education too. She was bringing, mm-hmm. dropping gems out here. <laughs> Yeah, we appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we, yeah, we appreciate you taking time out. I'd say that to all my all my guests, but nah, I really do appreciate you know. You know, she's not your guest, right? She's not just your guest. She's our guest. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but when I say me, I speak for we. Oh, powerful! You turn that W. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Turn yeah, that M into a w. a w. Yeah. But now nah, it has been a blessing just having you, uh, Carmina. Your energy, but just your insight and your perspective and to all the young uh, up and coming barbers but especially to the young female lady barbers that are that are coming up you have another great example of how to become uh, a positive impact in your community become a positive professional uh, be authentically yourself you know know how to be yourself so that you can have that integrity that Carmina was talking about and that people won't question who you are when you tell them what they need to know <laughs> so uh, this has been good but this is elevated barbers podcast once again carmina we're gonna give you the last remarks go ahead and say something to the people so we can close out properly yeah of course i appreciate you guys and i just feel like everybody that's in this industry is just so lucky like this is just the dopest space to be in and just keep it moving keep it moving all right y'all we out we out peace one two three